Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our show, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Here we are, ready to take your calls, 914-338-0164. We invite you uh, to also join us here on Blog Talk Radio by following us. You may do so as well on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil uh, and Kristen Baker Psychic. I need to post the show, so I'm going to take this back from you um, to our site. I have not done that yet. So, what to say? You know, it's interesting. I, I use the hashtag, and I don't know if when I use the hashtag, it's like actually posts to the page automatically. When I post it to a regular page, like if it will post if I use a hashtag. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Say something while I post this. Something while I post this. <laughs> well. Is it posting? I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to our um, homepage, and then what I do is I post. This is really not that interesting. And I, I post it to our... Well, you've got to give people time to general notice. Tell us. You know, and I forget, because the problem is, yeah, hilarious. the problem is that it, I have to then cut and paste. I have to cut right. and paste yeah, it. It's too much air time. Well, well, that's why I'm saying, why don't we start talking while I do this? Well, I am talking. Well, yeah, you're responding to me. Start on a topic. Uh, we can talk about work from our sponsor, Kellogg's Corn talk about wasting time. I... Uh, so here we are. Uh, this is our 1,137 shows. Those numbers mean a lot to us. Yeah, so those are a very important number. I actually noticed that. And 37 shows that we've done consistently on Blog Talk since 2012. So that occupies 11 years, coming up to 11 years this August, of 1,137 shows, which is not a small feat. Um, I don't think we're, I mean, we don't have large feats. No, I'm saying it's not a small fee. Right, but we have small fees. Well, yeah, but but this is not a small fee. 
Does it have to do with our shoe size? No. Oh, so shoe sorry, size. got really very close. Uh, so shoe. And you know, just to review some of the guests we've had on in the past shows, included <laughs> Sullivan. Um, we had Richard Burton on. That was a great show. With Elizabeth Taylor, they discussed how accurate we were and how much they loved us. We had Sidney Poitier on, who said, you are the world. You're the world. Uh, we had on um, Madonna. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli was where I was going. And I'm, we're not going to neglect, neglect that fabulous show we did with Zazu Pitts. I think it's Zazu Pitts. Zazu. No. They do. It's pronounced they do. Well, you say Zezu, I say Zezu. Well, she Uh, said they do. That's That's what she told me last night. But uh, Uh. that was through the Astro Room, too. So, um, you know, our show is kind of unique to the extent that we usually don't have callers. What? (laughs) (laughs) We do have callers, but um, today I don't know what's going Um, on. So what we have to do is what's called a, a um, creative song and tap dance. Uh, now, throughout history, Fred Astaire was a uh, song and tap dance. Gene Kelly, um, Shit Charisse, and um, uh, there's been a couple of others. Debbie Reynolds. Anyways, um, we've had them all on the show as well. <laughs> Uh, it had some wonderful moments with them, good times. So now getting back to the topic at hand. Wait, wait which is what? I would love to Palm reading. Oh, palm reading. today's palm. Actually, that is an interesting topic. You know, I used to read palms. Um, well, you still until, do. Until, you know, I got tired of coconuts. But uh, I used to read palms. I'm not a fan of dates. Palms? Dates. Oh, dates? Yeah. Oh, dates are good. I'm not a fan. We met on a date. Um, I was kind well, of fond of dates. Meet, I wish I was still a fan. We did. We did. What? So, no. What? So, um, what did you say? Huh? What? I said I still wish I was going on dates. That was really yeah. rude. Yeah. Well, no. I didn't say with who. I'm not going to mention his name on the air. But... Uh, what we've got here is not only a failure to communicate between us, but a reference to one of the better movies, uh, um, Cool Hand Luke. Well filmed. <laughs> you should all see it in your spare time. Oh, my God. But it's going to be a long palmistry hour. Is, uh, palmistry, I used to do active palmistry, meaning I didn't. I had somebody who studied palmistry come for a reading, and I read their palm, but I did not read it according to the classical palm reading uh, mechanics. I read it in terms of creative third eye reading, which I think some palm readers do, but they usually go by the lifeline. The The love line and all those things, you know, if you have... X's, you're very psychic, which actually is true if you have a lot of stars in your hand. There's psychic energy. But, you know, yeah, there's different interpretation. We look at our palms. They do change over time as well, which yeah, I find very interesting. Uh, what happens with the palm? The palm of the hand is actually a bit of a landscape. 
I mean, if if you're inclined to read symbols and you're looking at the palm of the hand and you're not really involved in palmistry, you could actually do a pretty fair reading by interpreting the lines as though they were symbols, as though they were a map. If if you've studied maps, which I did, you know, um, I was fascinated with maps for a long time. You know, I am too. We have a globe we should put out. That globe is beautiful. Yeah. I would love to put that out where we could access it, please. I, we have fact, a we lovely have a, globe. We have and a doormat. in a closet. Out in our front hell? door that we usually step on just to. No, I really think connected. that globe should be in sight. So um, the. The idea of a, of a landscape of the hand is like reading the terrain of the earth and the lines in the earth. And you have peaks and valleys. You have riverbeds and all kinds of things that are going on, like, like reading Mars. We used to read Mars and think there were canals or there was a water system going on. We even thought there used to be a face on Mars. That, like it, it, would have been, it would have been so gigantic, it would have been incredible. I thought it was a face on Is it Mars that the face was on? It was a mountain. It was a crater, a mountain. Right, but um, but it used to look like a like an like some Egyptian or something. It, it had a strange kind of flappy down hat. Something that Dan Aykroyd used would have worn in one of the comedies. Or John Candy, and you know, but it wasn't. It was a mountain ridge. But they read yeah, it. Yeah, there it is. They read it as such. It was kind of a mysterious looking face. Very. Um, like I mean, it looks like an ancient Egyptian, exactly. Yeah. You know, with a busted around haircut. <laughs> but you know, but that's what it's all about. When you read signs, read the signs. You don't necessarily have to follow a scientific, you can, and it's perhaps crucial, but you don't necessarily have to follow a scientific code or a credible historical code in terms of the history of a, of a certain subject. You can ablive it. You can ablive the energy. One of the great things about ablive is you create as you move forward. There's no, there's no free plan. It takes a little bit of the brain in terms of the innovative power of intuition mingled with language and perhaps humor or something serious. But there is a portion of our brain that's specifically designed for intuition. That part of our brain is also designed for survival, how we survive, how we adapt. You could even say it's a cousin to instinct. Because if we, we have an instinct, we learn language, but we have an instinct, we have a capability to speak language. It's just something we learn. Is it the amygdala where the, it's like the fight or flight area of the brain, yeah. the instinct? Well, yeah, that's in the impulse uh, of the instinctual brain, primitive brain. Um, you know, animals have it. There's a certain distance. It's more of the primitive. They, they uh, primitive. feel safe and then you know, flinching on there. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I can think of a couple of more F words, but we won't get into that. In I'm, I'm, already, I'm already making inappropriate. Well, I didn't, but 
alluded to an inappropriate joke in the chat. We're yeah, talking about know, palms. F anyway. is the most unfortunate <laughs> letter. Uh, F, F, C. They, I mean, they all have the, they all have the their, their notorious hidden meanings. But we're getting into hidden meanings. We're not running off the topic. I'm trying I'm not to see. off the side of my mouth. We're, we're getting into the hidden meaning of words, of gestures, of signs, and even of what we visually see in any given pattern. You look hard enough, and the cracks in your walls are suddenly a mouse. Or I know. a cat, or a face, or an alien. Our brains are designed to, to discover what is undesigned, where there's non-design. We create a design out of it, and we organize our thoughts in such a way that we begin to narrate a meaning out of what we're seeing. It's called pareidolia, by the way, and it's very common in Louis Dementia. <laughs> but that's great. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure it is. However, I have a different interpretation. I see constantly, I see things that are not, you know, well, really you know, present. You mentioned Louis and, mentioned, um, that reminds me of an old friend of mine, Louis Nye, who was a comedian. He started the Jack Benny program. And he was the character that hated people to go away. So he'd be at the airport just meeting strangers that are going off on the plane and he'd have hysterical crime fits where he encounters Jack Benny and they developed a whole half-hour comedy show. Catch it on YouTube. Um, Louis Nye, he's the, he's the, he, he is the creator of, of, of Sorrow um, in respects. But when we're getting back to the idea of uh, what do we get, what are we talking about? We're talking about palms. You know, the thing about the palms, though, is that there is an incredible energy field in the palm. And actually, as we talk about this, my palm's still activated. I'm feeling like it's a can, can I borrow your palm for a minute? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think that... Um, when you're looking at that, I mean, you, you know, a good reader can read. You, you can throw down sticks. You can have a person hold sticks and have right. them thrown down. Right. Some people read Turkish tea leaves or coffee, whatever. Tea leaves. My problem, when I, was, I used to have clients throw down sticks, but I got so involved in pickup sticks that I forgot about the reading. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, you could read, you can read out of thin air. Because there's a content in the astral what realm. What about thick air? Thick air, too, especially at the, in the men's public room. I've been <laughs> oh, I'm, please. And, I don't think they, they want to hear the details. The I, <laughs> it was, I mean, everybody. The first and second. Yeah. I don't think and we want to hear any more about that. Yeah. Um, and the third, to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, and when I was vomiting, it went up to the fifth. But, uh, um, but you can... Uh, you can, you can, there, there's something in the uh, astral realm that is filled with content. We don't necessarily know it because we don't, we don't, we don't really have a literate translation of the astral realm, nor do we own literal. Or literate. Literate. Literate? Yeah. A literate 
translation. You can use literate. Um, Whatever. You're, you're accusing me of being illiterate, and I'm illegitimate. Sometimes you use say. that word as literate but, when you mean literal. But anyway, whatever. Well, you can use both. And if you want to be liberal, uh, that's fine. I'm conservative. But the idea that, uh, that there is this content of vast information from the astral realm that we, don't, we, we, we might absorb through osmosis because we're not aware of it, and then some of us are more acute, and then some of us are more totally accurate and can read it. But through osmosis, that's how uh, music is created. You know, I mean, Beethoven is deaf. How the hell? What? What in the hell? How? How did he do what he did? Why? Well, so think, um, I think he had t- t- tinnitus. I think that was the deafness. But anyway. Um, well, well, literally, you know, I mean, there's that general theory. Yeah. Um, that. He had constant ringing in his ears. Yeah. That's, what, that's why he had. But I mean, you know, he didn't start out with that as a composer. No, he didn't. He but, didn't. But, he, but, you know. But he, he continued to compose. Because he heard it mentally. Mm. He heard of course. it mentally. <laughs> of course. And when, when you're, and when you hear something mentally, you're not hearing anything. You're not hearing anything. And when you're absorbing the astral realm, you're not seeing anything. There's nothing to see. No, I mean, you could take certain photographs and assume that there's an astral realm and try to probe it or whatever. Calculate it on instruments, see it maybe with the third eye. But really, it's not available to us. Creator put a curtain around it. You know, that, what? That, that's that's the astral realm. Now, some of us really can live in it, and some of us live in it constantly. Others subconsciously, but it's all around us. And what happens is that the energy of the astral realm now goes; it permeates into our brain, and it starts to lodge in different areas of our brain, especially in our intuitive brain, our left brain. Uh, I mean, our right, 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 right hemisphere, that uh, where where the information can be absorbed more easily. It's like going through the front door of a house instead of the window. The the right, the left, the the left hemisphere would be the window in terms of intuition. The right hemisphere would be the front door. So it comes in, and you know. And the metaphors are kind of unique. You know, you're in your house and you go, how did that fly get in the house? Everything's closed. Where did the fly come well, from? You don't know sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just appears. Things appear. In the astral realm, the astral energy can just suddenly appear. It pops in and we get an idea. It pops in. Someone just told me that they, they, they were had a premonition that uh, their husband was going to die on a treadmill. They had a premonition. Now, they're not trained psychics. They they haven't studied anything, but they had a premonition, and it it came out to be true against 
doctors' suggestions and observations and family. But sure enough, on the treadmill, he got up and dropped dead. His heart. But there was a word described. I can't remember the word. But it, the heart lifted up into his throat. Oh my God! I know. So, um, but I mean, this is this was a routine exam, you know, like the treadmill test that yeah. they do in the doctor's office, and he had no known problems with his heart, no blockages. Well, he had a few. Did but, he? Uh, but not, but basically healthy, basically healthy, all of that. But uh, and we don't. I mean, the the idea is that we we have the ability to absorb elements of the astral realm, whether we're psychic or not. We can do that. And it's around us. And sometimes it morphs into certain images. When that happens, um, people will say with their naked eye they saw orbs or spirit forms or mist or something like this. And there was no explanation for it. And so there's a strange romance, if you will, between the naked eye, let's talk about romance, the naked eye yeah. and the third eye. Those two elements work together. Uh, we used to do, when Kristen first when she first came and were created in the physical world, we would do third eye exercises. Um, And and the morphing would, over time, became more and more intense. Certainly, I've done readings with people who never heard of the third eye before. They, They just came because they Somebody bought them the reading or whatever. And they just sat down and had a reading back many, many years ago. And uh, in that regard, I would, well, during those times, I would say, have you ever seen your third eye? They didn't know what I was talking about. I, in two minutes, I, I told them what to do. And in four minutes, they were seeing me morph into different faces sometimes including members of their family, and not men, oftentimes women. Uh, and, and they were, I mean, tears would come to their eyes. That they, they were stunned. They, they didn't know. I've had doctors. I've had ophthalmologists, optometrists uh, do the exercises with me. They could not explain, once they achieved the, the third eye vision, they could not explain the phenomenon of what they were saying. There was no explanation for it. Not shading, not lighting, not hazy, lazy eyes, not double vision, nothing. They had no explanation for the dramatic morphing that took place, and they were astonished. It, it, it really changed their whole idea of, of medicine. The ones that I've spoken to. Well, I wonder how they would apply that in in their uh, (laughs) practice of medicine, you know, one experience with the third eye. They double build them. um, That's what happens. And so they were in We always got a commission. I mean, it takes, it takes, 
you know, much more than a, one experience opening the third eye to develop, you know, it's, it's not like you become immediately psychic once your third eye is opened. It takes time and practice, just like anything else. Well, you know, I mean, this whole philosophy. And some people, sorry. Some people will. I was going to say, you know, yeah, read the blog talk radio bios. You know, everybody was, you know, a psychic since a child. I mean, it's, it's everybody, everybody that is a, is a blog talk radio psychic has been doing it since they were young and seeing visions, et cetera, and such. You know, people saying that they had an open third eye from basically birth or, you know, five years old, whatever it is. Which, I don't know. Well, uh, you know, the creation of the third eye goes way back to ancient times and biblical times and drawings and in, in, in certain references, thy eye. Thine eye will Christ be open. Said, eye. What, what is he, he talking about an eye test where you close one eye and open the other? So, you know, the eye itself, and there's so many depictions, Egyptian um, Arabian, Middle Eastern, even in some of the primitive cultures, uh, in, in, in the Amazon, if you will, Africa, the third eye is very strongly apparent. And what is that eye all about, and how did it get into our conversation of knowledge? I mean, it's even on the dollar bill. Yes, on the dollar bill and the pyramid. So, well, uh, yeah, we know what my belief about. is <clears throat> the third eye was established as a seed. It was planted in our consciousness. It was planted in our consciousness because it gets into the element of what is the density, matter, content of the soul or the spirit or the astral body because you can't operate on the third eye. You can't there's no physical connection to the third eye. It's got to come somewhere else. And that derives from the strange environment, if you will, of the soul or the spirit. With different names, synonyms. Actually, soul and spirit are very separate. They are separate. Yeah, explain that. Well, the soul is attached to the earth and the spirit. I mean, once you're in I'm the soul element, still the soul holds karma. So if you die and are still connected to the earth and have karma, you're in the astral realm and not fully ascended to spirit. If you've ascended or transcended the earth completely, you're not connected to the earth. Actually, I was just emailing uh, one of our chatters here about that who commented and she was saying, I can't wait for my life review. And I said, well, this is, you know, the interesting thing. If you completely transcend the body um, when at the time of death, you, know, you some people don't go through a life review. They just go up to the spiritual realm just like that. So I would prefer personally not to have a life review because a life review could mean you're coming back to the earth. Well, well, um, you know, not necessarily. I mean, maybe there's a, 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 a discussion and negotiation and evaluation that um, considers your lifetimes and what you've done your transgressions and your uh, your uh, what you've contributed to the earth, all that's weighed 
perhaps in that life review and there may be some talk about possible transcendence and not coming back to the earth. But, you know, I would like to skip that whole process. Well, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. And not that I, I, I know Vincent Van Gogh's brother, but the idea that, uh, as far as I know, Christ himself never mentioned the soul. I don't think there's a passage where he said the soul, no matter what the crude translation or literal translation is. He said spirit. He didn't say, you know, my soul's about to transcend. Right, because he didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't, because he didn't, well, and, you know, if you talk about... There was no karma. It, it, no karma. So that, then you get to, you know, Catholic theology and original sin. So Christ, and they say Mary didn't have original sin, which I know you think is debatable. Um, that's why that that's the immaculate conception, which people misinterpret as being the virgin birth. The immaculate conception has nothing to do with Mary being a virgin. It actually is her the theory that she was born without karma, without original sin, because she was Jesus's mother and she was appointed to birth him. But Jesus came in with no karma. He came from a spiritual realm to the earth to take on the sins of the world. But well, he personally did not have karma or soul. He was spirit. You spirit, know, spirit. Growing up, uh, the word holy, I was told that, that with uh, Mary, there was a hole in the, co- in the convent. And would we, would we, please? So, uh, God, I can't even say anything serious. Here. So, um, well, you, you can't get too serious because um, we're going to lose some callers. We just they're, did. They're <laughs> we they're, just did. Yeah. 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 No, she has to go to work. We've got a couple people in the chat. Um, oh, yeah. Valerie, hi. So, uh, you know, jump in if you want to say something. Save us. Yeah, we're, you we're can just, call. We're I mean, just you tap know. dancing here. So, I, well, I mean, I want to say something, though, because we're talking about the third eye and the activation of the third eye and seeing things, you know. Uh, as a child, being so, you know, ultra-psychic, like the, what was the kid, that movie? The, the Sixth Sense? The Sixth Sense, like, you know, kind of being so acutely psychic visually. M- my psychic experiences were not so much visual, though I do ha- did have some in, in childhood that were, where I did see things. But they, mine, my psychic, um, my psychic Ability started to, I, I think, move through a channel of intuition, um, extrasensory perception, not vision necessarily. Dreams, I had psychic dreams and, and strong feelings or premonitions, like that woman that you were talking about with the, on the treadmill. But my third eye wasn't active visually. It just wasn't. I mean, well, no, the third eye can be dormant. Sometimes it wakes up. I mean, in terms of the visual aspect, but, 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 but there has to be some activation of the third eye, even if you're not seeing things, if you're having psychic experiences, if you're having dreams, if you're having premonitions, there, the third eye is involved in that process. It's not just the third chakra. Well, it's you not know, just there's the a Jewish fabulous thing. reference uh, that Christ, again, Christ used. When he wanders into the wilderness, 
Now, did he really walk eight miles into the desert? Especially when he says, wherever two or three are gathered together, there'd be a, you know, half an hour. So, did he really, what is the wilderness? My own personal interpretation, in terms of the crude translation, the wilderness is the astral realm. So, Christ would often ask to project into the, quote, wilderness to converse, receive information, interact with the spirits and the angels and God, and that's where the wilderness is. It's the wilderness. You know, the wilderness is also called the wildwood in English translation. That's where wind in the wilderness comes from. W- wildwood. W-Y, right? W-Y-L-D. Yeah. Wildwood. Uh, English old English. So, yes, I knew. I, you know, and that, <laughs> and the wildwood, <laughs> You know, oh, you know, little Red Riding Hood, and don't forget Into the Woods, uh, which is a whole. Stephen uh, Sondheim. So uh, when we get into the and Hansel and Gretel Brothers Grimm, oh, when we get the, into the, the idea of the Opera. woods, even when we get into um, people like Delius and Beethoven and, and all that. I want to say I want to say Beethoven is one of my favorite composers. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, he'll pre- he appreciate that. No, I just heard him, him say, oh, muscle tough. No, um, I don't uh, think he was Jewish. Uh, no, no, he was. What? He, yeah, we see he, he was a, he was a <laughs> rabbi before. No, he, he was a so. German rabbi. Wow. But, That's uh, an interesting piece of... Uh, so, uh, the, so this wilderness is a very, it, it's a very exciting element, dimension way beyond anyone's capacity. It's just like Pedro and Napoleon Dynamite. Your wildest dreams will come true. The astral realm holds dreams, desires, wishes, hopes. It's a world that is constructed by karma, but only karma in terms of the earthly energy. Other parts of the astral realm have nothing to do with karma. It just, they're, they're, it's just a mystical, dense energy, mystically dense, that is not even occupied with thoughts of the earth. And that's when people who channel, supposedly, or when we go into that light, when we think we died or we have weird dreams, that's the density of this, without substance, really, of the higher elements of the astral realm that sometimes filters down, trickle-down effect into lower parts of the astral realm where we perceive and see and encounter things. What were you going to say? What was I going to say? I don't know. I lost my thought. It's funny the astral realm. Oh, no. I know what I was going to say. Um, then, then, Then you talk about the Earth. What about, you know, the other you know, in our solar system. Then, you know, we're talking about going into the astral realm and, you know, the not not just limited to the Earth, but other planets that are outside the solar system, aliens. Yeah, that I mean, whole, there are many, you know, again, exhausting. There are many, many rooms, rooms in my, in my father's my, mansion. Right. I mean, what, well, does he have a mansion? And well, that's the thing. So it? then you talk about God the Father creating 
our solar system and we're limited to thinking that our solar system is, you know, the end all be all, but the, the universe is vast. You have to transcend time and space. You have to get into Einstein theory and relativity and all different kinds of physics beyond the concept of the physicality of physics, mechanics of physics. You get into realms that are just, you know, um, Carl Sagan, there are billions and billions and billions. And he didn't say that there's a couple of dozen other places he talked about the billions and billions. I had the honor of doing a reading with his son. Who? Um, uh, Carl Sagan's son. Uh, some yeah, time, I remember some time that. Ago. Sorry. Um, but the, uh, the but in the in this zone of uh, of it, it, well, you can't you can't even conceive. There's no, the brain does not have the ability to conceive of what is beyond the immediacy of the astral realm. We just are at a loss of words, and we call it light, we call it love, we call it peace. We, we use all of the terminology that is earth-based to describe something that is otherworldly. And there's, there's no way to describe it. Now, sometimes we, we receive sensations, vibrations. Now, that's where our category fits in. Because the sensations and vibrations of the outer realms of the astral realm can come down to us as human beings. And we can receive a crude translation via vibration of what is being said. But it's so eroded by the time we get it that it's like looking at the chip of a dinosaur bone and trying to make out what the dinosaur looks like. But you've got the chip, and some uh, pathologists will look at that and say, well, okay, this, this, this dinosaur was 40 feet long and, and so on. So it was a meat-eater, a carnivore. And, and, they, and from a little tooth, they can start to interpret. You go to the museum and you'll see teeth. But you ask, a qualified person, what what kind of dinosaur is this? They can start giving you history. It's amazing. Well, the specks of energy from the astral realm accompany the same thought process. And we have to assemble a picture out of what we're getting. So oftentimes you'll hear us in readings, Chris and I, we're getting the color red. Oh, I'm wearing a red coat. I'm getting apple pie. Always baked an apple pie. You know, it's such a crude, even if it's accurate, it's so crude that it, it it's like it's like grunting. It's like listening to a caveman point at something and grunt <laughs> and trying to discover if it's something they want or something they fear. But what we actually get from the astral realm, even some of our better psychics, are grunts. Now, some people channel, and they go on for 40 minutes. (laughs) Well, you know how Neil feels about channeling. Yeah. I can go on for 40 minutes without channeling. Channeling, yeah. But the the fact is, you used to be on a show, 
uh, we won't mention it, but you would be on with other psychics. You did not like doing this work, but you did. And it was a panel and people would channel. And the host of the show who, you know, begged you to be on the show to help his show get better ratings on Blog Talk Radio wanted you to do channeling. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. And you wouldn't do it. No, I, I'm not a channeler. I'm not going to talk about the people of Earth. But you must love one another. I, I, I never got that kind of message. We have a question. Time. So how is the astral realm different than the Akashic Records? The Akashic Records are in the astral realm. That's just a segment of the astral realm. The astral realm is, like we said, yeah. a vast territory of, of, you know, I, for example, this is not a great example of, of astral travel, but a couple nights ago, I got stuck in my... Um, in my dream state, I got like sleep paralysis, but I was in the astral realm. I heard this deafening noise, like a TV and I couldn't move my body. There was, you know, I was seeing like, like this, 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 like a skyscape. And, um, I, I, it was, one of the worst experiences I've ever had. So they're going, I mean, sometimes you go to bad places in the astral and you can get stuck, so on and so forth. There's different places. So, I mean, you know, different the places. The, the Akashic Records, you know, I wasn't reading the Akashic Records and no, that, in that. The Akashic Records is sort of like, you know, what crew, the Library of Congress, Congress yeah. um, the Hall of Records. It, it, is, it is in the astral realm and it contains the knowledge of, of the human activity on the planet. So it's like the storage of your soul's content. And it's, it includes the storage of every soul's content. Of every soul's content. Uh, the, uh, that's lived on the earth. So, you know, it's like a, it's like a little, it's like a computer now that can capture everything. And then you're looking at it and just holding it between two fingers. So, you know, got all the information. let's talk about the earth plane because, you know, people think, you know, that they've come down on this mission to be, you know, be on the earth and experience the earth. And this is like a, a mission their soul needs to enrich the soul. I mean, that's not really our interpretation of the earth. I mean, the earth is, predicated on the basis of karma. And if your soul returns to the earth and returns to the earth and returns to the earth over and over again, you're somewhat stuck in karma. So the earth is not, you know, it's well, yeah. not a place you go on, you know, a, a, like a, 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 an expedition. You're, you're, no. We're not an expedition to the earth um, as human beings. It's You have to really... To understand it, you have to go into the word origin because you have to go into the word origin, what it really means. But it's all hearing. It's the DNA of the soul. And all souls have their information stored there. So it's not like a, a structure. It's a realm. And in that realm, astrally, Astrally translated, it's like it's like a storage place, but you, it's not like you're going to go there and you know knock on the door. It is a element in the astral realm that occupies the vast total totality of human life, and the souls are there, and everything is recorded there. 
So it's like a vast accumulative center of energy that captures every everyone's life and designated by identity, by the identity of the personal DNA. Yeah. Okay, area code two one five. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Fine, thanks. What's who's calling, please? This is Jessica from Pennsylvania. Hi, Jessica. Hey. Can we get your birth date? Seven sixteen seventy seven. I'm getting. Why am I getting a five? Okay, seven eight fourteen. That's why, because your seven one six adds up to a fourteen five. I was getting a five around you, but let's see what you are. Fourteen twenty four thirty eight eleven two. Okay, and you are um, coming up on a birthday, also like one of our members of the chat room. Seven sixteen. So you are going to be forty six years old. No. Yep. Yeah. 25. 46. Yeah. Here's old. Okay. What's your question? I was curious to hear when I'm going to start getting, well, either one that's calling to you, uh, stability with career or housing. I mean, I really need a job. I've, or let's just say I really need money coming in. I've been working at this for a while. Same thing with the home. Same thing with the home. Yeah. Meaning you're looking to buy a home or you're looking for a permanent residence to rent? Um, well, either or. I mean, I've been renting places and moving around. I spoke to you guys last year. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I've been, um, I just moved to another, like, I the last place I stayed at, I mean, it was a beautiful estate, but I was only there for like three or four months. Now I'm at a new place. Um, it just hasn't like come together yet for the housing. And Are you doing like house sitting type thing? No, I'm just renting on oh, you're renting. different places. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in nicer places than I was, but I just, it's, this guy said, I, I'm here. I was planning only being at this place for a month. I just moved in. I mean, we'll see how things transpire. This guy said he found a house that I could possibly rent because the guy just died. But then he's like, I just spoke to him today. And he's like, no, it's not going to be available till November because they have to clean out a lot of like crap in there. It's like an estate. So um, a little frustrated today about that. But besides that, I mean, I need stability with my career. You know, I need money coming, and I don't have a job. Lucas fly, bluebells, bluebells. For some reason, I'm so that's my first image that's coming in with you. I don't know why bluebells would have to do with astral. Jessica, have you ever had a, a a job where you had to provide information? I know that kind of Yeah, so that's like, that's the work that I really want to do. I mean, it's like the healing work that I do, consulting, corporate consulting. I just, I try to, the corporate consulting is what I'm going to start pitching to companies around here, but like, I just have this 
limiting belief that it's, I don't know. I don't know what's holding me back from it. I mean, I'm going to send emails. Okay, so so let us just listen to us, and then I'm going to let Kristen talk, but you've got to listen now very carefully. I don't remember you. I don't know you, nothing. And out of the out of the airs of, of the astral realm, if you will, I get that you give out information. And, and so I don't know you. I don't have a history knowledge of you. And so it comes out of the ether that, that I say information gathering. And you come back and say, I, you know, I want to be a corporate consulting. I, that's what yep. I do. Now, that's a validation. So what that yep. means is that you are going to be doing it. There's no doubt in my mind you're going to be doing it. Your blocks may be psychological. It may be some bullshit in your head about, you know, who you are and your self-esteem and your mom and dad, whatever. You know, you, you perpetuate the cycle of negativity because you're experiencing negativity. All of that's got to go out the window. You talk yeah. about this state where the guy died and they won't be ready until November. You clear out your brain and get rid of all this negativity. Because if you do that, you're going to get a job. I promise you, you'll get a job. Why? Because I wouldn't have received this information if it wasn't divine. I wouldn't have gotten it. So you gotta, you got to get rid of what you're accustomed to, which is negative recycling of self-esteem or yeah. lack thereof or whatever you think your demons or obstacles are. And no matter what the earth does to keep convincing you of it, you got to throw it away. Don't keep right. it. Right. Right. Okay? And then you're going yeah. to get a job. You could get a job probably in September, if not sooner. But remember, your number is 716. 16 is a 7. So 7 7 is repeated in your year. Beautiful situation. You have no problems, but don't create them. Because if you create them, you'll have them. So you've got to get through this process, uh, Jessica, and you'll get a job because it's future reading. So I want to go back to the what I was getting around the five in the beginning of the reading. So when we talk about communicating information, that involves, obviously, the fifth chakra. It encompasses the fifth chakra because um, that's the throat chakra. And indeed, you have a five as I was saying earlier, in your um, 716. So your desire to be a corporate consulting, uh, uh, to consult with corporations and to do healing work is encoded in your birth date. Mm. Yeah. But, you well, know, what you mean? go ahead. I mean, a clarifying thing. I mean, I agree. Like, you know, enough of the garbage. I Like, uh, all this stuff, I agree. You know, forget these cycles. I'm done. I actually am in a new beginning. I mean, I feel it as far as where I'm living. But uh, the thing, if if I'm focusing on the job, because that's the only thing I can focus on right now, because I have housing for the next month. But if I focus on the job, then is there, you think there's a possibility that this house will come available sooner? Because I'm thinking I can actually maybe do a rent-to-own. Like once I get that job, I could do a rent-to-own. I don't even need to um, rent it. Yeah, exactly. So you have to put your one six together in your uh, day because it just says seven. One and six is a seven. And it's the, 
the five between one and six? What? No. You're, well, let me just interject. I don't want to take away Kristen's observations. The one is your base, your oh, home, right. your job, your foundation. The six, six is your third, third eye. eye. You've got to put those two together with positive communication between. That's the five. five. And then what will happen is the corporation, the job, will, will immediately morph and become visible. And then the home situation will stabilize. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, both will, both will, will happen. happen. The, pro, the, the challenge that you have is that you're compounded. I mean, you're a 38, yes. 11, 2, and that presents challenges because 11 is not a number that is, um, I know typically people think it's this, you know, angel number. It's not. No. It's, it's a number that has deep conflict and negativity. And so people that are compounded or have 11s in their birth dates tend to have problems in relationships, foundation. And um, that's part of your challenge. The other challenge she has is there's nothing higher than an eight. I mean, there's no eight in her birth date. Well, no, but... So, but well, well, she has an eight in her... Last. Shop. Last becomes, oh, she's born 77. 77. 77. She doesn't have an eight. The, her seven Not one really. become an eight. But, but And she has an eight in her karmic number. But eight is a money number. See, Jessica, we're not denying you didn't come down with karma. We're not denying that you've got obstacles. We're not denying any of that. All of that is a reality. What we're saying is how to win over it because it's going to be there. So if you think it's just going to disappear, you came in with this due to past life transgressions. We can't mm-hmm. change it. What we can do is look at the reading and discover where your outlets are to get through it and what you need to do to get through it and how you need to be so, consistent. Yeah, so just tell me the four. Like it's one sentence, like this is what you need to do. Sum what it you, up. You did. By, well, one sentence. I want to hear it the, again. By yeah. negativity. Do not okay. accept yourself as a negative person with a negative dialogue, negative recycling, if something bad happens, just laugh it off and go, oh, that's nothing. I, I'm, I'm moving forward to my positive element, and that's what I'm going to do. I can be proactive about it. I can look. I can, I, and, and anything that disturbs me negatively, I'm going to throw away. I'm just not okay. thinking. See, I, I can hear that she has an analytical mind, and sometimes people with analytical minds are very complex in their thinking process. And so... <laughs> People that are that way tend to recycle a lot of the old, you know, your past experiences and what, what's, what's brought you to the place that you're in now. And that is not what you want to be doing moving See, forward. You, you presented your own metaphor. You said, I'm going through a, 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 a new cycle. You, what literally you're saying is, I'm being reborn. You yes. are being reborn in this lifetime. You're being reborn. You don't want this new baby to have old traits. Right. Give the rebirth of your life. Oh, interesting. Only program what you want in that. And anything that is disturbing, brush it away like a mosquito. So what's really interesting, too, about the five is that you are on your 23rd cycle of your master number two when you've reached 46. So that 23 is a five. So, it, again, it involves everything that you're talking about in terms of the job situation. So, okay. And so this yeah, is a change you, cycle sorry. for you. You're, it's a new cycle. So you're absolutely right. Go ahead real quick. Okay. 
Yes, perfect what you're saying. It's confirming what I was hearing last night because there was like a little situation with the housemate, again, temporary where I'm staying. But I'm like basically staying in a, in a healing, a healer's commune, which is amazing. It's a dream come true, actually. And there was just a little thing with this energy there. And it was like, no, just go into gratitude. Ignore this person. This does not exist in your reality type of thing. Because I was like, oh, this again. I was like, why? But I was like, no, we're not doing that. So it's like the same. And then I, today I, yeah, so, okay. It's just confirming, like, just enough of that. We just let it go. We're just doing the gratitude. We're moving into a new cycle. This is working for me. This might be a minor setback. It doesn't matter. Moving forward. Yeah. And probably, probably best for you in the future is to be in a place of your own, to have your own space, yes. your own space with anybody else. I, that's where I see you in the future. Yeah, that's always been the plan. It was just that this was like, it, it, I needed a place immediately yeah. and this was what spirit presented and blah, blah, sure. blah. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go through the process. You've got to go through the process. Yeah. But your end result is going to be a positive one. That's what we see for you if you follow our advice. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you much, guys. Me. I appreciate it. You're All welcome. Right. Bye. 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 Okay, we're out of time, everyone. But we appreciate our chatters. Thank you and our caller. And we will be back on the air on Friday. Next week, our schedule changes. By the way, Monday, Wednesday, I think we'll do shows, or Tuesday, Thursday, not sure. Talk to you, though, on this Friday. Bye-bye.